Welcome to No Worries If Not, everybody. I am one of your lovable, cute and squishy hosts. My name's Aaron. I'm the other squishy host, Andrew. Welcome to No Worries If Not. Man, we got a banger today. I'm fired up. I want to be an entrepreneur. Is this you fired up? This is me at a 10. You need to settle down. I know. I <laughs> could stand I could stand up. I'm so excited. Your voice is almost getting not monotone. It's scary. I know. I'm really coming out of myself. Um... <laughs> Uh, our guest is Nate Hibble, um, who let me let me read his Wikipedia real quick because okay. he's one of those where he has a Wikipedia huge, but yeah. it's real short. Not I don't huge. want to brag. We get guests that have their own Wikipedias. Nate is a former American football quarterback. Pretty cool. He's he still played, American. He he still is. Yes, he played college football at Oklahoma. He was a starting quarterback for a couple of years. He played in the NFL for a little bit. Um, during his time with the Browns, he was allocated for development in NFL Europe. We didn't talk about that. That's interesting. And then the last line, Hibble is the founder of Gusto in Atlanta. One of our favorite restaurants that now has like over 10 locations. I'd hiccuped during that. <laughs> it sounded like I was tearing up because it I love was. it so much. I do. I love it enough it, to cry. It's fast casual. It's fast. It's so casual. <laughs> it's so fast. It's so casual. I, I love it. I can't even handle it. Um, yeah, if you wear a tuxedo, they kick you out. That's how casual it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they make their amazing bowl-oriented food, and you choose rice or a salad or a pita, and then you choose like one of six different like gustos that they put on top of it, and it's the best. It's so good. It's gotten me to try a lot of foods I wouldn't normally try. I get like yeah. all you know all the tzatziki and carrot salad and all this wild stuff that sounds bad. You wouldn't order historically it to me, and it's wonderful. Yeah, every single one of them is great, and um, we're pumped about how fast they're growing, but not surprised. Yeah, uh, Nate is fascinating. He has a ton of great insights um, about leadership, uh, managing people, obviously the whole food space, and also a really probably the realest conversation maybe we've ever had at the end. Oh yeah, which we're you know we're pretty unserious boys, but we got into it when it comes to therapy and mental health and uh, all that fun stuff. Vulnerable episode. Yeah, which is good for dudes to talk about. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine for us to talk about. People look at us as big, strong, manly men, and they don't think we have feelings, but we do. Well, now that we know Nate, they really might look at us that way. He's the coolest, strongest guy I've met. I also love when big athletes say their their height and weight, Mm because it makes me feel like I'm one of them. Because he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4", 250. And I was like, I'm 6'3", 250. Yeah, you're the same. same. Because we're the same size. It is so different. Yeah. Uh, his hands. How's that handshake for you? Um, it was my favorite one I've had in a while. Pretty good. Yeah. Is yeah. I I could talk about it for longer than the amount of time we have. Yep. Okay. Let's move on from that. Yep. Um. Why don't we uh, get into our advertisement for the day before we hear about our lives? Deal. Um. Election season is here, and boy, is it fun. There's nothing I love more than when I'm watching my programs, and they are interrupted by negative campaign advertisements. I love learning about which of our potential future leaders have assaulted people, eaten children, or are a woman. 
It's the perfect break in the action from the intensity of my favorite show, Wheel of Fortune. That got me thinking. As I've said publicly many times, I strongly believe that TV personalities make the best political leaders, which is why I'm supporting Pat Sajak for governor of Georgia. Wouldn't that be a hoot? It would. Is he still around? Yeah, I checked. Did he get canceled? Oh, I don't know. Just finish it. Okay. Pat Sajak for governor of Georgia. Wouldn't that be a hoot? He has such a great vocabulary, and maybe he could have some kind of wheel situation where he spins it to see how much everyone's taxes will be or something. Base model Kia Sorrentos for everyone. See y'all in Cancun. Pat doesn't live in Georgia, unfortunately, but he will have to move here if we all elect him. He can even live with me. Just until he finds a place of his own. Vanna can come over for dinner. I hope she does not fall in love with me, though, because I wouldn't want that to interfere with me and Pat's friendship. Come on, Georgia. Let's send a message this election season. A message with all the letters filled in. It's a, <laughs> it's a mess out there. Get a towel, buy a vowel, vote Sajak. I can't wait for him to be my roommate. I mean, governor. This advertisement was paid for by Kia Motors. <laughs> wow, that was so random. And uh, I can't remember who's canceled. I just Googled, is Pat Sajak canceled? And uh, the only thing that came up is that fans are calling him out after... He called a game show contestant's story pointless, <laughs> <laughs> which just makes me like him even more. Yeah, no, Pat for Georgia for yeah, sure. That, uh, thank you. That story was pointless. <laughs> That's true. So many of them pull this random fact out. They're, you know, they just want to be like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if there was something weird behind why he called it pointless, but from this headline, I'm in full support. Of yeah, it. it's like we film 10 episodes a day. I hear so many of these, and you think I care that you grew up on a turnip farm? Pointless. Dumb. Just like your score, pointless. <laughs> Got nice. It. Love it. Um, how um, was your week? Where you been? Um, you just got here from the airport. You're never not traveling. Yeah, I had a lot of crazy travel this week, and I have actually a lot of stories. I'll need to save some of them. But I will tell you, the, the craziest thing maybe that's ever happened to me at a hotel happened in Philadelphia this oh, week. Oh, I don't think you want to share all that. Yeah, you want to hear it. It, I, it, it. I was staying in a hotel. Okay. It's not a normal hotel. It's called Sonder. Are you familiar with that? Is that like a swingers hotel? What is that? I don't know. But it's what I understand that makes it different is that there's a lobby, but there's no desk. There's no people that work there. It's like an Airbnb hotel. So it's like three floors of this renovated building, and there's hotel rooms. But instead of getting a key, you just get a code emailed to you. And the code first gets you in the building. Then it gets you to the stairs or elevator, and then a third time you gets you in your room. So there's like three levels of times you type in your code. It was great. I had a great experience. Stay there for two nights. Um, I'm leaving on my last morning. I go downstairs. It's 5:30 in the morning, and I get off the elevator into the lobby to go get in my Uber. And all of a sudden, in front of me is a naked man in the lobby, butt naked. Sick. And he immediately says, "I'm I'm so sorry." He's Brit. He's British. He's a chubby British man, and he goes, "I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Yeah, I me too." What is happening? And he goes, "I sleepwalk, mate." You got Australian, but I yeah hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Sorry, I I was pretty traumatized. I don't even know if he was British, but he was something. And he goes, "I sleepwalk." And I immediately knew what he meant. Is like he left his room sleepwalking, sleeps naked, I guess. Even though if I knew that I was prone to sleepwalking, I'd probably wear some shorts. And he, for I don't know how long, had been stuck in the lobby completely naked, waiting for someone to come down and hopefully help him. But we all have different codes. 
And so I'm like, okay. You had a roommate for the night? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. That's not where this is going. All right, all right. I was leaving the state. So I was on my way out to go to the airport. Um, but he goes, I need some help. He goes, first of all, he goes, I'm so glad you're not a woman. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. Because he's just waiting down there. Somebody's, the next person that comes down, he has to get their help. Right. So he doesn't have his phone. He doesn't have his code. He doesn't remember it. Um, because it's like an eight digit code. And, uh, so we find the number for the hotel. My Uber's outside waiting for me. I'm having to text him. Like I'm helping a sleepwalker British guy. Um, and so we call the Cassandra company and they answer and we're just like, I'm just like, yeah, this is Andrew Staley. I'm here in the lobby. There's a, there's a man who's been locked out and we explained it and they finally gave him his code and he went, I saved the guy's life. Probably. But I was hanging out with a naked British guy in the lobby of my hotel for quite a bit this week. Oh, yeah, that is a very uh, weird way to do it. Also, if you struggle with sleepwalking, maybe don't stay in a hotel like that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Have someone downstairs that you can talk to when you need to. Yeah. Um. So, What's uh, his name? Do you get details? I did not learn anything about him. Not Facebook, circ- the Facebook only thing friends. I know about him is that he's uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, no. It's about the only bit of information. I mean, good for him. It doesn't matter. It oh. doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Whatever. Um, I think that's it. That's kind of it. That leads well into this episode. <laughs> this tees up Nate perfectly. So well. Um, I don't know about his circumcision status, yeah. but I don't I know how to tie that story in. Uh, he's stayed at hotels before. Before probably doesn't sleepwalk. We'll cut that out. Speaking <laughs> of cutting, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right, uh, Nate Hibble is fascinating. We talk. A little bit of football at the beginning, but then we talk a lot about Gusto, how it is revolutionizing the fast, casual food space. Uh, you're going to love him. Stick around for the end for that very good, meaningful conversation, which is rare for us mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. You're going to love him. Please enjoy this conversation with Nate Hibble. No worries if not. Oh, Nate Hibble, football and food legend. Welcome to No Worries If Not. How are you? The big Fs. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, <laughs> I'm honored to be here. Yeah. How was, um, how was, is this your first Halloween as a dad or second? No, uh, little Isaiah was born in September last year. So it's my first one being a dad of a boy. The first go around, he was an alien. Yeah, right. You know, so wet, stinky alien. Yeah, making a lot of noise, scared to death. But yesterday he was Grogu. He was Baby Yoda. Oh, nice. so that's, that's good. cute. Yeah, we actually laid a blanket out on the front lawn and and gave away candy and like um, it was like full house ish, yeah. but in Decatur for <laughs> Halloween. It was wholesome. Yeah, that's it great. feels like something from like the um, while the song plays in a sitcom and cut to family on a blanket in the front yard giving out Halloween candy dressed as Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. That feels like perfect scene. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. was and I, I was Han Solo. And Solid. Yeah, Justine was obviously Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't do Luke and Leia. Check, checks a lot of boxes there. Yeah, yeah you can't. They, yeah. they did kiss, but it gets a little weird. <laughs> yeah, no, people don't talk about that at kiss enough. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Husband the, and the wife ultimate, dress up as brother, sister, normal. It's the ultimate misdirection in a movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, well, they can't be related. They would never put this in. Yeah, pretty brilliant. As Han looks on. Yeah, like, right. The great is like, <laughs> you son of a... You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So we are big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of yours, just from knowing you a little bit. Um, but also, Gusto is one of our favorite restaurants. 
Um, definitely in that vein. I mean, you know, you're not trying to compete with the Marcel out there in the giant steakhouses. <laughs> We're not putting it in there, but it's fast, casual. Uh, it's it's top of my list. Andrew, it's, it's such a go-to in college. We just went to Chipotle every day. It was where we would go. And then we, I, when I got to Atlanta, it was right about the time y'all were opening or had been open just a little bit. And somebody from work took me to Augusto. And I, since then, it's for at least two years after that, I was going twice a week. Oh, nice. Easily. And I still go all the I time. I probably made some of those bowls. Probably yeah, maybe. took your order because I lived at that first one for about two years. Yeah, we've probably met before. All day and just all over night. The counter. That is where we met. My oh, yeah, first right. time walking into Augusto, Nate was on the counter. Yeah. Yeah, and we had a mutual friend, yeah. Ashley Hesseltine. So, yeah, it was just funny. crushing it. Uh, she really is. Oh She's gosh. got a show in Atlanta next Sunday. Do you know that? I did. Gosh, it'd be awesome. Are you going? I'm going, yeah. Oh, no. Man, I was just texting her the other day. I, I'm just so proud of her. And um, let's talk off, off air because I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. interested in going. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so before we get to the Gusto story, I want to know the Nate story a little bit. So I know kind of the bullet points. You got a Wikipedia, no big deal. So we know we know what's on there, but let's let's uh, get to it for our listeners. So you're from Georgia, small town in Georgia, right? Yes, sir. I'm from a small town in South Georgia, Hazelhurst, Georgia. <clears throat> Represent um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> disrupting fast food out of you know small town in, in South Georgia, which is truly part of my story testimony, if you will, on the business side. But three thousand people. Um, but mom and dad are from Iowa, so a little bit Midwestern meets Southern. Um, what's Hazelhurst known for? What's the, is it just farms? Nate Hipple. Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. the guy. Yeah, I was. I'm trying. You got to be a statue silly. down there. I'm trying to be silly. No, <laughs> I don't have a statue. It's we are close to um, Douglas. Um, Jennifer Nettles from there. We're close to Vidalia Onions, worldwide nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. famous onions. You know, it's you know, it's small when you say we're close to Douglas. I have no idea where Douglas is. You would need like the help. landmark. I don't even know where that is. So yeah, most people don't know that. And this is from my Georgia history class. That Georgia's, I think, unless they lied to me, the biggest state east of the Mississippi. I just I'm threw, looking at my map right there just, as we're saying. I just that. threw you guys for a loop, but that—that's what they taught me. Okay, that feels possible looking at the map. Other the than point Florida, is, the bottom half in central South Georgia is way bigger than most people think. They all say Macon, Valdosta. They all—they all reach Macon, Savannah. Cities. Then that's it. There's yeah. a giant void ish <laughs> yeah. right there in the middle, and it's so, not a void; it's home. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's where I grew up. I absolutely adored growing up in a small town, and I'm still close with a lot of my you know, friends and um actually went to the university of georgia was the uh, quarterback recruit to go play at georgia that didn't work out for a couple of reasons quincy carter this is 20 years ago battling that out ended up transferring to university of oklahoma um and and was fortunate enough after being a, a two-year starter at ou to um Make it almost three years in the NFL, uh, a couple years in Cleveland with the Browns and a year in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. And that was kind of Nate Hibble 1.0. And as most people think about me or they hear this weird name or um, I am <clears throat> deeply entrenched in Nate Hibble 2.0 or 2.9 or 4.7 uh, because the last eight years – you know, becoming an entrepreneur has been uh, a wild ride, to say the least. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about the football side. I'll ask a couple. Uh, how? Uh, who are you a fan of nowadays? Like, are you uh, 
Browns fan <clears throat> now? Or does your heart belong to that team? Mm. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is it just a job? Then you're out of there. Yeah, no, I, I I love Cleveland. It was it was awesome. You know, they say Cleveland rocks. You know, yeah. um, I like a lot of former athletes. I, you know, you get a little jaded. Like uh, I I don't. I'm I'm honestly not a huge sports fan. Um, or I'm not passionate about one particular thing. I know what's going on with the Oklahoma Sooners um, because that's a school I went to, and there's a lot of things connected there. But um, I generally, if, if I'm watching a game, damn, I, I'm rooting for the underdog. Be honest with you, I'm just almost always rooting for the underdog. Yeah, that's more. That's the most fun way. The uh, it is crazy how you can kind of. I would imagine being that much football for that long when you're done. The last thing you want to do is be like, let's get super involved in being a fan now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, it's a little unique being a former player and you'll hear this from some, some folks leverage that some former athletes leverage that and leverage their name and leverage their reputation and certainly not throwing rocks at that because that is a, a way to go about it. And honestly, if I'd have known that football coaches would be making what they're making now, <laughs> there there might not be a gusto. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, I have contemporaries, peers, former teammates that are making millions, and I'm pretty sure I could do what they're doing. Um, but that you know, the amount of money that has you know become a part of college sports are kind of almost like what pro sports used to be. And then you see that trickle down into high school and even junior high and then little league. So some of it is a little sad to me because the sport part is less pure. And sure. once money gets involved, everything changes, baby. Yeah, <laughs> everything changes, baby. Yeah. Um, tell us about the the transition from football to food. You know, was it always like all your eggs were in the football basket? I'm assuming, like a lot of athletes, it's like you can't really see past the sport. And you don't know how long you're going to play, right? That's got to be part of the the tough part is when you get out of college and you're like, all right, let's do NFL. And some people play for 12 more years and some people don't. Yeah, but you're not a a rookie out there playing for the, who was it, Browns first? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Browns being like, I just can't wait for this is over until I get to fast casual world. (laughs) Yeah, talking about the locker room all the time. Nick, shut up about his restaurant. Hey, dude, focus on the play calls, all right? (laughs) The fast casual world is calling. Yeah, <laughs> you all, know all of your uh, your your things you're yelling out at the line are just recipes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chipotle mango avocado. Drop chicken. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> no, nah, the truth of the matter is, I had no no freaking idea. I mean, I had no idea. And um, part of my mission, I think, um, you mentioned the Nate Hibble brand. This is different than Gusto. Is um, on my investor deck. 10, 12 years ago was a famous quote by Dale Carnegie that said, today is life, the only life you're sure of. Get interested in something. Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep through you. Shake yourself awake. Live today with gusto. And that was supposed to give context to (laughs) anytime most Americans would read live today with gusto, they would pronounce it gusto and Mm -hmm. not gusto. And it's in all of our stores for context. But I am going to potentially be embracing the notion of shaking yourself awake because um, I didn't know who I was, fellas, until I was about 33. And that's just damn sad. And I think a lot of people are like that um, because they're not asking. They're, they're not digging. They're, 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 they're not going to therapy. They're, they're not asking the hard questions. 
And that, that plays into who you marry and when you marry and when you buy a house, all these things that society says you're supposed to do in these sequence and in these orders and um, uh, coming out of being an athlete, I'm looking around going, I don't know what my skills are and I don't, I have a degree, you know, uh, and I could get an interview with a bank or with a real estate company. I, I, I could get interviews because of maybe a lot of folks want to hire former athletes and, you know, six, four healthy looking cat, you know, we could do something with this talent, but it wasn't long through those early interview processes, you know, done with ball, surely done with ball, um, where I was like, I am not going to be normal. I'm not going to have a normal job. I, I can't do a corporate thing. I'm not going to wear a suit and tie. I'm not going to work in a, in a cubicle, but I didn't know, um, that that I had this artist, this cre creation in in me, um, and it took me four or five years of working on Augusta behind closed doors before I got this 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 birth out of me. And there was no guarantee, obviously, that it was going to work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could have sold burgers and fries, and it's a hell of a lot easier. You know, could have sold fried chicken; it's a lot easier. Um, but in 2009, 10, somewhere in there, I'm coming off of a divorce, recession, basically I have nothing. Driving a minivan, um, pride was gone. And I just could not shake the idea of creating healthier fast food. But as I said, the, the problem is I didn't know jack squat about food. I didn't know much about real estate, marketing, branding, design, uh, uh, all of it. Um, ridiculous. I remember telling some of my friends, I like, sheepishly, like, I'm going to start a healthy fast food brand, <laughs> you know, and like red faced, like nervous that they're judging me. Like, and that four years of creating the brand, Augusto stands for passion, enthusiasm, verve, moxie, some really awesome words. Um, kind of reinventing an old word from the 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, living a day with Augusto, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and straight out of Mad Men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so four or five years of working on a brand. What is a brand? How do you encapsulate this feeling of passion and, and, and working on the food? Everything from grilling to making these things and learning about ginger and garlic and mango and, and falling in love truly with basil and cilantro and toasted cumin and, and why a, a carrot salad with mayonnaise and raisins just is not good. <laughs> um, no offense to anybody, but a Moroccan carrot salad that, that has lime juice and cilantro. And I fell in love with flavors and it just exploded and I couldn't not chase this thing. So it took me four or five years to turn, um, my version of basically gusto was kind of like a gateway to flavor, a gateway to real ingredients. And by the way, it's better for you. Your, is better for your body, better for your head, better for your heart. Um, but the message, the message was not really about preaching um, healthy fast food. The message all along has been about come with me as a as a as a, a, a dude from a small town in USA. As as mentalities are changing about these ingredients, and it's less like, man, you curry stinks, you know, and more like. <laughs> Ah, curry is one of my favorite things. 
Um, Gusto is a place that kind of takes the complexities of multiple global cuisines and and tries to put them on the head of a pin. And we do that and we, and we serve the product quickly. Um, we're supposed to, so we could go on for hours and hours and hours, but I lost myself after football Mm -hmm. and took me a long time to find myself. I'm still searching a little bit, but thank God. Uh, the brand has been successful, and we're we're on location eleven and twelve right now, and I think we have an opportunity to grow a meaningful brand that can be around for a long time. Man, that was inspiring. Sorry, that was no, a that's bunch. that's amazing. This is the best. The uh, <laughs> I think the thing that stood out to me the most about what you just said is that you had this thing that you wanted to do, and you didn't even know one of the components you needed you didn't know the marketing or the branding or the or anything about food more than a normal person and you you didn't let that stop you because i feel like so many of us think oh well if we have a dream we at least need to be a subject matter expert on part of what that dream would take but you said no that's i just know that's what i want to do and i will learn everything i need to to make it happen and that's where so many people i feel like would would have gotten hung up and said well i am not the person that can do that i don't have any of those things you have no applicable skills yeah that would stop a lot of people <laughs> yeah right a lot of times that's the difference between campfire stories and wouldn't it be great if and mm-hmm. i got this great idea and entrepreneurs i mean we we, we get done we're, we're doers like we don't take no for an answer and um, I probably worked harder and not smarter than a lot of people and, and others could get there faster. Um, but I also, I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with having a refrigerator full of Tupperware and watching a carrot salad change from day to day. I, I kid you not. <laughs> um, I was at that stage of the game, it was 10 years ago, I'm ripping every um, recipe out of every magazine that I'm buying you can Google anything, but if you Google harissa, um, which is a, a roasted red pepper sauce from Northern Africa, you're going to get a hundred virgins. Sure. So I love the experimenting. I love the, you know, I don't know if you guys, I'm, I'm, I love the Enneagram, been studying it for a while. I'm a, I'm a believer in those things. I'm a four, which is on the artist individualist, you know, side of things. And so when I say I did, I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I was having the time of my life, and I think I enjoyed being off the grid. Like I lost touch. A lot of entrepreneurs say that I lost touch with a lot of friends. I mean, like what's happened to our boy? You know, I lost touch with a lot of family. What's happened to our boy? You know, I'm busted, no money, driving a beat up minivan with a grill and. Uh, Best thing I owned was a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Um, my my best friend, he passed. His name was Buckley, and um, now I look back at back on it, and it's it's there's a romanticism, there's a there's a nostalgia. I even miss it. It's almost mm-hmm. like um, in my little world, like the creation years, and and now of course I have uh, with you know, 400 teammates, like the, 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 the responsibilities, the burdens, the time management is so different. And by the way, there's no guarantee. I know how to be CEO. I've never done it. So when you're a part of a high growth company, when you go to number two, um, you know, from one restaurant to two and then from two to four and then from four to six, six to 12, I got to tell you fellas, I mean, it's, 
it's a damn hard thing to know how to change and adapt and move because it's messy all along the way. Right, the job keeps changing, right? Changes. The more you grow, you're in a different role, basically. That's you go right. from being behind the counter in that first store to now you have how many direct reports and how many employees? Well, I mean, we have a leadership team of about 20 and yeah. then um, about 350 to 400, depending on the time, of teammates in the trenches. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a lot. And I realize we should probably talk about this because some of our listeners may not live here or may not have been before, but the way that you have the restaurant set up is is something you see more now in the fast casual space but what you guys do is so unique can you talk about how you have these different i don't know what you call them you obviously you have like a base and then you have a a recipe that goes on top of the base we call them gustos gustos there you go strangely enough oh i get it yeah Yeah. (laughs) describe the process when somebody goes into a gusto though just so that they will be able to picture everything yeah i mean you're usually behind the counter yeah (laughs) you say hello to nate (laughs) um 10 10 years ago fast casual that was like a buzzword that was fastcasual.com the fast for anybody who doesn't care or doesn't study this stuff. Fast casual is a segment in the restaurant business that was born out of the the blend of fast food and casual. So somewhere in between Mickey D's and and Chili's, right? Um, and that has been dominating. Uh, That's the, where I live. The, the American, I, I live same. in that space. That's great. Yeah. Especially traveling, it's the <laughs> best. Dominating the American, you know industry and, and landscape in terms of a, a nice bang for the buck value proposition. Um, there, there's a lot I could go into, but Gusto, the basic process is choose a base, which is salad or a rice bowl. Um, we have flatbread wraps um, baked in Brooklyn, which are um, sneaky good. And then we only sell grilled proteins. 80% of what we sell is, is chicken. And, um, uh, and then our kind of champion hero question is, what's your gusto? And and that's our Instagram account. That's our website. What's your gusto? For me personally, was what's your passion? Uh, so that ranges from sweet soy sriracha to chipotle mango avocado to hini cucumber feta. And a lot of different, to your point, a lot of different people have spun these things different ways, um, especially over the years. And there's a lot of badass brands that I've been following and tracking. But the one thing that makes ours different and particularly audacious, and I'm either crazy or a a little bit ahead of the game, is that um, Gusto is not built on walking in and building something per ingredient. And people don't really like being told no, or they don't think they do. But simplifying things, half the audience says, I don't like being able to you know, uh, I don't like you guys telling us no. The other half says, thank God you made this so simple. Beep, bop, boop, you know, yep. especially younger generation is like beep, bop, boop, uh, like choose very quickly. So Augusto is a, it's not fusion. It is a group is a, what we call a sauce and a mix a sauce salad and garnish. So tahini, cucumber, feta is a, t- you know, homemade tahini sauce with a cucumber, tomato salad and a feta garnish. And because, it's almost chefy, as it's been explained to me, but for me, it's a little bit where art meets engineering, if that makes sense. Because we've already made these decisions ish, it has the appearance of build your own, but it, it enables us to to be fast. 
Right. Um, and so instead of standing behind 30 people, you know, in line at Sweet Green or, or Chipotle, um, once you understand our language, um, you become one of us. And in theory, we offer that very quickly. And because of that, our last four versions have drive throughs And that oh, you, cool. you, you heard me say the word fast food earlier. Um, I'm trying to stay ahead of fast casual because there are hundreds and hundreds of awesome brands that are, uh, and I'm rooting for them all. If, if, if it's for better food and, uh, you know, better citizens, but, um, our first one in Shambly with a drive-through, um, uh, and then East Cobb, and now Athens, and, and Nexus, Buford, and Tucker. All these are, are around Atlanta. Um, you know, there has never been since I've been alive a healthy fast food. Does anything come to mind? There's like one barely healthy option at bad fast food places, and it's not actually healthy. It's usually terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an awful salad of some kind. Yeah, Chick-fil-A is the only one that you could get out of there feeling pretty fine that kale salad i don't love yeah well i'm gonna say you know it's interesting (laughs) how i I think chick-fil-a is a premium i I don't know how healthy i won't speak to the healthiness or unhealthiness but they we certainly are trying to emulate a lot of things they do because they're one of the most awesome brands on the planet but back in the day when i was an athlete getting a grilled chicken sandwich and a fruit cup from chick-fil-a was the best thing i could do in a drive-through right and it wasn't very good no. Like their Chick Fil A's grilled chicken sandwich now is great, but usually it's it's they're, they're, stuff like that's not great without a great sauce. Um, so I digress. Um, I set out right or wrong to do something that hasn't been done since I've been alive, and it's slash ridiculous, audacious, bold, risky, scary, all those things, but. Having a little bit less of a customizable menu enables us to deliver. If you go out to our Shambly restaurant, you order. You can order two bowls. We are making them as you're ordering them, and your bag is ready. And it's not perfect, but that is a better version of fast food. And um, we are proud to be on a, a part of that wave. And the other simple but awesome thing about what you do is, as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong, there's one side dish. And it comes with every meal, and it's the sweet potato chips. chips. Yeah, and they're so good, and they don't even on the menu. I don't even know if it says includes chips. You just all of a sudden have that bag of chips in your bag, also, and you're like, oh, these are so much better, more healthy feeling than French fries. But you get that same kind of satisfying salty crunch, and those are the best. If I, I've I've only maybe one time I didn't get one in my bag, and I like turned the car around and went back, and was like, oh, I didn't get my sweet potato chips. What store? I, it, was, it was years Don't ago. Don't do this. Don't. It was years ago. Uh, I do have the employee rat. I'll yeah. give it to you. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate the feedback, and that's cool. You know, that came from um, our bowls are not massive. They're they're meant to satiate you and make you feel good, and we say good energy. Um, a lot of folks go to Chipotle and belly up to the buffet and want to want to bring home a sixteen pound you know bag, and that's a different mindset. Um, and again, it's not preachy. We want to be incredibly approachable, but the sweet potato chips came out of, we're not Tex-Mex. All these folks have chips. What's a healthier, exactly what you said, a healthier nod to, um, a rounding out the meal. Mm-hmm. So, um, they are a complimentary part and they're, they're one of our signatures. I usually finish mine by the time I get home. Yeah. 
those are my. You're eating a bowl in your lap? No, I eat my chips. chips. Uh oh, okay. in the car, <laughs> and that's my appetizer. Like you should be texting. Don't and be doing great. that. That's yeah, I live. I live the distance from Gusto, um, of how long it takes me to eat the, that bag of chips. So it's oh. perfect. That's a, it what a weird time unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, how I chose this place to live. I'm gonna share with my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bag of chips. You know, distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you could just ask the person, "How far away from here do you live?" and then give them that amount of chips. Wow, that seems that might slow like down the difficult. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. It was like you know, Hazelhurst is thirty bags of chips away from Douglas. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's how you draw people from further out, though. You know, okay, they know they get a good deal on chips. Yeah, let's uh, move on. Let's sit this uh, over here. I'll send we'll you. Come a, back to I'll that. send you my proposal okay, later. Thank you. Um, yeah. So there's. There, the menu it's you have the um you know the cornerstones that have been there for a while are you always developing do you have like a, a chef are you doing the carrot salad in your basement every night What's that I, like? I i love <clears throat> food still and and i'm not classically trained but i, I do have a legit chef chef, chef sean gradinsky he joined me early on in the process um mainly because I, I needed a pro uh, to help me finish finish it up and, and, and put a bow on, on the final product. But I'm passionate about the food, passionate about the brand, but it, the thing wouldn't be a thing if we were constantly changing the menu. Yeah. Like you, you can't go to Buford and get a completely different thing that, that you're expecting when you pull in. You know, if – if every Chick-fil-A had a different number one, you'd be like, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. Um, but we do have what they call limited time offers, LTOs. We're constantly working on innovation, and, and breakfast is our next beta. All right. Oh, That's very exciting. Is that breaking news? Maybe. Don't tell anybody. All right. Will you I'll edit it. that out? Yeah, yeah. beep that. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's... Beep it's, is our next LTO. It'll sound terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Truly. That could be anything, yeah. you know? Um, uh, when you look around the landscape, there's just, there's not a lot of better for you, decent, you know, breakfast options. And it's intimidating because then for me, breakfast is coffee. You know, yeah. So jumping in the breakfast world, and I don't know if and when we're going to do it, but it's it's intimidating just because coffee is a part of that program, and dadgummit, that goes all over the place. Yeah, I'm sure you open a whole new can of worms when you get into breakfast territory or beep territory. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, that you're so right though. There's just not many healthy, quick breakfast options anywhere. So if you solve that problem, that's Massive. Again, we're back at Chick Fil A or Burger King, like trying to choose the thing at the bottom of their menu. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but, I'm, a, but, I'm a McMuffin guy. Yeah, yeah. What's the Taco Bell one? I don't. know. I've never done that. I'm Pete, Pete that, Davidson's in the commercials now. They're trying to breakfast crunch it, yeah. breakfast crunch something supreme. Who knows? Not a good way to start the day. Taco. Bell. You don't want to be in the Taco Bell in the AM <laughs> unless it's like two AM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no comment. You know, um, <laughs> all these brands I bow down to because they do some things really sure. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're trying to offer a a different solution and and be unique in a very saturated you know marketplace and world. And that's that's hard to that's hard to do, and it, it, you take your lumps along the way. One thing that's really unique about your menu too is that it's not like very definable in the way that a lot of other places are where a lot of the fast casual places are like oh, this is mexican fast casual or this is mediterranean but what you guys have is each menu offering is kind of 
it's very eclectic. They're from all over the place. You can tell you got inspiration from different places. It's not like they're all completely separate from each other. What do you say when people ask you what type, what kind of food is it? What do you, what's the answer? Yeah, that's a good question. And one, uh, that we're, we're always trying to figure out the best answer to, um, uh, colorful, flavorful, healthy bowls and wraps, you know, puts you in a category. Um, people love to compare you. It's like Chipotle, but better, or it's it's like Chipotle, but but whatever. Um, that's one of the difficult things about carving out a path. You know, usually fast casuals are defined by the vessel or the protein. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a little in the weeds here, but I'll just show you. You know, I was studying this. It's it's either a salad or or bowl has become synonymous with healthy and fast casual, but it's typically either. The meat, you know, it's a chicken place or, or it's the vessel. It's a submarine place or it's a pizza place. So it is a little tricky, uh, but I would say if you can get through, there's there's a lot of consultants that would have said, hey, bro, you're hanging out in, in, in no man's land here. This isn't going to work. Just go be high, you know, more high end where everybody knows or, or go be a value play. So it's I, I don't know that it's advisable to straddle the line. But also that's the place where I'm so proud to see, you know, doctors sitting next to a construction worker, you know, and I watched Chipotle's customers for a decade, you know, appeal to more and more people. And it's really neat when a city of Atlanta worker is in there, but also uh, Lululemon, you know, pants, you know, like we're, we're a part of some people's lifestyle. We're a part of some people's diet. We're a part of some... And to have something that is in the middle, I call it one foot inside the box and one foot out, a little, a, a little bit of a measured adventure where it's not too exotic, um, but it's good. And, and so it's, 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 it's fascinating once you start peeling back the layers on, on what a brand is supposed to be and what your product's supposed to be. And again, nobody told me how to do it, so I was just like learning from <laughs> others. Well, it's yeah. great, too, because you can go with a group of people and one person could want Mexican food and one person could want something else. And you can kind of all get whatever you're craving because you have such a v- wide variety of flavors and everything. Hopefully, you know, and it, I got lost in, in my own you know train of thought a second ago. But I would say if you hang out in middle ground and you can be your own thing, it, that uniqueness can pay off. Yeah. So. I hope we have the, the foundation for a powerful, powerful brand. Um, it's ill-advised to put the word gusto in a sunburst, like, for instance, in the Atlanta airport, and people be like, well, I have no idea what that is. You should have picked an easier name and an easier category, but it also just has a, a specialness about it that if you can own it, it it exponentially on, like multiplies on itself. Does that make sense? It does. That uniqueness, but it, it takes a lot of faith. Yeah. And let me reiterate, this is not a sponsored podcast. We are just this big of fans. Like, we we reached it. out to Nate about this. I know. <laughs> Gift cards are in the mail, fellas. Well, I'll tell you. Andrew, <laughs> keep being like, I go with friends. We can get everything. It's like every yeah. talking point you want yeah. in an ad. It's great. And it's just so del- and healthy. Um, <laughs> my affordable. Friend, after college, when we discovered it, I lived with a few guys and... Um, I don't remember what year. It was probably 2015, 2016. And you had a competition where if you put in a business card or I don't remember how you entered it, but you could get on the billboard. Billboard. So my roommate was on the billboard on Ponce. Holy moly. It was my roommate. 
Um, we were so was pumped. It Jackson? It was John Harris. Uh-uh. Uh, but Jackson lived with us. And um, so he won. And it was the biggest thing that ever happened in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know that worked. I swear to I had people telling me that is the dumbest idea. <laughs> I, I literally was on an airplane headed somewhere, and I was like, light bulb moment for me. I was like, let's make the customer the star. Yeah. Um, let's rent some very expensive billboards and put a giant face of our uh, guests, our customers. His face was enormous. It was huge. And, and he went in, he's like, guys, you'll never get, I'm going in for a photo shoot tomorrow. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, he probably met him. Um, and it was, each person was up for maybe a week or something, but we would have people text us, be like, is that your roommate on Punstilly? <laughs> right. So it worked. Um, but th- it got a little bit crazier. First of all, we were still calling it um, Gusto. Gusto. And we had a big fight about it, so we called the store. Oh wow! And we said, "How do you call? What do you call this place?" <laughs> they told us. And um, were you but, were you right or wrong? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I think I was. I think, I think I was wrong. Okay. Um, but once the billboard came down, we were like, "I wonder what's going to happen to it." And the giant head. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, "We want that." And so we called, and y'all gave it to us. The giant. I mean, we're benevolent brand. It was all rolled. Where up. else is that going to go? No one else wants. We that. we had all these dreams for it. We were going to cut out his head and put it in the house somewhere. Um, it ended up just being in the garage until we moved. That was um, a fathead. It was but pre fathead. Yeah, yeah, it was. But we thought it was. We can't, we couldn't believe that you guys were like. Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> like why? What was I going to do with it? Bro? I don't know. We just felt like surely they can't. Surely. surely they're not allowed to. I don't know. It just felt like something that we that would get told no for. Hey, can we have that billboard I'm when you're sure done with this? I'm sure it cost a lot of money. It, it it's did, a canvas. What am I going to do with it? I don't know if they're you reusable. Guys are, or you guys what. are easily entertained. Yeah. Well, you had us for life after that. <laughs> nice. So I can't wait to go back and tell marketing because marketing loves a poo-poo of billboards um, and because they're expensive. It's hard to measure success. Um, sure. But... I'm glad you brought it up because we had a couple early wins. That was one of them. And now you're helping me measure it. Then also, uh, we put up a billboard across the street from Chipotle on Ponce that said, our Chipotle is better. I remember that. That's all it said. Oof. You know, and it's not even that big a deal. Shots Chipo- fired. You know, Chipotle is like, okay, bro, we got 3,000 <laughs> locations. We're, yeah. we're publicly traded. We take shots all day long. You know, we're all rich. <laughs> um, so I, I wasn't worried, you know, as a young gunslinger mentality. I wasn't worried about, you know, anybody coming after us. But I get more comments still about that and – I haven't told anybody this, but I, I, I'm putting a better version of that in Athens because um, we're right next to a Chipotle in Athens. So I'm about to do it again. Oh, breaking Love news. It. Yes. Love it. Going after them. Love that. Um, all right. This is a good transition a little bit because we were talking about making uh, the customer the star. One other thing Gusto does so well is the people. Yeah. Every time we go in there, I'm like, I want to be friends with all of these people. What is the hiring process like? What's you know sets you all apart from other restaurants? I'm glad you asked. Um, it started with the food for me, but when I got my first job in the first restaurant, sushi restaurant, I had no idea that there was going to be Mexicans, Mexican dudes in the back that that were going to become like family to me. I didn't know anything about the industry. People looked, sounded. Um, way different than anything I've, I've been in locker rooms thought I thought I knew what me, being on a team meant 
but it was a real social, um, social economic eye opener. That first restaurant gig, um, blue collar folks that take care of each other. Retail's brutal because you're open seven days a week, six mm-hmm. a to eleven p. We have somebody there, and it, it, you know if if you've never done it, then save it because you know retail is is ferocious and chew you up and spit you out. Um, but I could go on and on, Aaron, but I fell in love with the human beings and their stories and, and the underdogs. And, uh, while it started with the food a couple years in, I kind of pivoted. Uh, I don't know if God put his finger on my heart or the right people were in my life, but I kind of moved from like old school leadership, which is a little bit tougher and more disciplinary and non-negotiable to, um, drinking the potion of becoming a compassionate leader. And so we have, I'll give you an example. We don't have HR. We have a department called TMX, which means team member experience. And, um, uh, I get lost a little bit in some of these talking points because I could talk for hours about the food, but, um, I am responsible and our leaders are responsible for creating places that people want to work and enjoy themselves. And, um, Further than that, we're, we're trying to drag their passions out of them. We're, um, we go hiking together. We go cliff jumping together. We, we send people uh, with plane tickets to go you know, explore the world. Um, I have visions of you know, almost uh, Red Bull in terms of like living life with gusto, like chasing passions and um, you know, being awake, just being fully awake and, and – uh, the notion of showing up to a job every day and punching the time clock and scooping and the and the whistle blowing and going home and eating the meal and going to like that that shit is scary man um so I, I was shocked when I got in the restaurant business at, at the disrespect and the 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 lack of leadership and the poor communication and for those listening that have been in the restaurant business it has a romanticism because it's fun and it's you know it'll whisk you right off your feet you know um but uh we are uh, set out to uh kind of create a counterculture and and bring respect uh, of human beings in the restaurant business and i gotta think that our bright spaces with big windows and our bright logo and uh, constant message, messages from me and the inspiration. I think they can relate to me coming from the bottom, a bottom point of my life and creating this and not just being given a bunch of stuff. Um, I could go on and on, but we are very intentional to answer your question. We're very intentional um, about uh, creating a, a, an awesome place for these folks to work. And I'll get into a, a one of our values in action Um and this is, I won't be the first one to, to say something like this, but our version, I think, is a little unique. One of our values in action is to serve one another. And we believe, you know, you hear all the time, most of your life, the customer's number one or, you know, serve the customer and the customer's number one. And Danny Meyer, famous restaurateur out of uh, New York, he's written books about this. He says it a little differently. But the notion is if we take care of each other, the guest experience is, is going to be better. 
Um, way easier said than done. <laughs> way, way, way. I'm sorry. I just heard myself. It's um, all right. <laughs> um, very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Very difficult to do and very difficult to live out all day, every day. But that is my kind of North Star is trying to figure out it's in my, from my point of view, I am in my best posture serving our human beings. So it's a mentality. It's this very intentional philosophy. And we're just at the beginning of, of, you know, flexing this brand. Yeah. You feel it. You really do when you walk in there. And talk I'm, to I'm glad. That's yeah. cool. Because you, I'm like, I'll go to Taco Bell on Ponce, well, yeah, and they yeah. are so mad that you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I've had someone say, what do you want? And not like what I want to order. They're like, why are you here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll leave. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's shocking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's shocking that businesses could stay in business and treat customers like poo. Yeah. There was a McDonald's in Auburn. I'm with Auburn. And uh, <laughs> it was just known, hey, if you go to this McDonald's, it's going to be the worst experience of your week. <laughs> it was this specific one. It's like you could go and you'd be the only one in there and it would take 30 minutes for your food. And it, I don't know why they just never fixed anything. I'm sure people complained all the time. Wild. But when, you, when you don't have to, you know, and I don't want to start preaching, but when we're addicted to these preservatives and sugar and like the product sells itself. Right. We have to work extra hard because not everybody wants to eat healthy all the time including myself. I'm 20 pounds over. Like we're fighting all these things. Right. So Aaron, I'll answer it a different way. You know, with a name like Gusto and having an exclamation point, like we can't be average. Yeah. So it's big and hairy and, 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 and again, it's hard, it's difficult, but, um, what a challenge and, uh, in a busted industry, uh, in a, in a lot of ways, um, it, it is so fulfilling, um, not, not only to see team members grow, personally and professionally, but when you get feedback like what you just said, and this isn't an ad, um, <laughs> that is very, it makes me feel great. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Uh, that is Gusto. Go check it out if you're around Atlanta. It's It was in Atlanta, but now it's all around Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia. And yeah. He, they're all in Georgia currently, right? Yes, sir. We, we have plans of, I think we're going to tackle the Nashville, Tennessee, neck of the woods. In that, feel, 20, that feels right. In Breaking 20, news. In, in Times three. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. In 24, and we are working on an airport opportunity. Uh, that's a complicated... I was going to ask that. That's yeah. got to be well, crazy. It's a, it's a complicated like route to get... Uh, you know, your brand open in one of the busiest businesses in the whole world, mm -hmm. that being the Atlanta airport, but... We are, uh, I think we have a great chance to get a spot. And 10, 12 years ago, airport and campuses were a part of my business plan. Um, because again, healthier fast food, there's not many places you can go, place an order, walk down 10 feet, and there it is. And it's portable. Take it on the plane, eat it. So um, that's I've been exciting. in an airport eight of the last 10 days. And it's the hardest part of traveling is being able to eat healthy while you're on the go. Yeah, and so and the most airports, West Coast is better. better. The West Coast airports have a lot more healthy options, right. but pretty much everywhere else, it's just all the usual suspects. So that makes me very excited. I default to turkey sandwiches. Yeah, I it's default. So boring, but it's to, safe. Yeah, it is boring. But a turkey sandwich and a fruit cup, you can still you, you can still get it at any. Uh, it's any tough when the Annie Ann's is right next to it though, mm. and you can smell it. And the Chinese, just the MSG factories right there, it's so good at an airport. Yeah, they get that PF Chang's. Yeah. You give yourself permission and it's over. <laughs> it's, it's over. Yeah. 
Um, I do have one more question to go back to what we were talking about okay. earlier and the the transition, Nate, from football to gusto. You talked about not knowing who you were till around 33 and still figuring it out. Um, I am curious, just personally, like the tools that you use, that you found um, as someone who is currently 33. Uh, yeah, I would just love to hear that because I know that's something you care about deeply. You talked about the Enneagram. Yeah. I know we've talked about therapy. Yeah. Yeah, anything you want to dive into there? Oh, it's a good question and some, you know, something i got to figure out how to articulate how I want to share you know, that. So forgive me if I stumble on myself. I, I think for me it started with begging for coffees with studs. Uh, you know, begging for coffees. You Sounds know. like a new dating app. <laughs> begging coffees for, with studs. Yeah, I Beg, love it. Begging studs for coffee. <laughs> Let's get that on a t-shirt yeah. ASAP. Um, beg, begging, you guys get it. But begging, yeah, we asked them to be on our podcast. That's how we did it. <laughs> yeah. Begging studs for, to, to allow me to pick their brain. And and I always showed up with a pen and paper, and I was always taking notes, and I always wrote them a thank you note. And just hustle and the, the, the willingness to, to be vulnerable and – Ego is out the door for me. Um, and so that was part of it. And thank you to all the men and women who took time to, to have that coffee. And I'm trying to give that back, you know, right now. Um, so, Aaron, if you want to get coffee next week. Yep, for um, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do believe in therapy, uh, psychotherapy. My wife is a, is a therapist. Um, oh, smart. Bring for, it in-house. Yeah. That's no, very, that's very bad. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. bad. Sounds very healthy. Any, yeah. Anytime she starts analyzing, I know she's, f- number one, right. Yeah, <laughs> number yeah. two, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, How does that make you feel as yeah. a wife? Yeah. yeah. You, you can tell me. And you can't even say, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, I actually do know exactly what you I'm talking so about. You know so much. Yeah. It's right here in the book, yeah. your textbook. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think part of my mission is going to be kind of trying to destroy the stigma. Like, I'm, I'm six four you know, 240 pound dude. Um, but leaning into, uh, being vulnerable and, and being able to talk about, you know, your feelings most of our life that, that just sounds so weak and so soft, you know, but it, to me, it's the epitome of strength. And, um, so trying to be a part of that conversation about ripping that stigma. If you don't have a therapist, whoever's listening right now, you're missing out and you got to find a good one. But um, a place to go sit on a couch and talk, we all need it. And if, if uh, I wish everybody could afford to do it once a week. Um, so I'm a big believer in that. I've even done some hypnotherapy, which was pretty wild. Um, what does that look like? A lot like? of issues came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like lobotomies? Like what does that mean? Hypno, uh, so they hypnotize you while you're on the couch and and then and then there's there's mood relaxing and there's calm voices and it's just another way to tap into i guess your brain and subconscious and i have never come out of a session where my brain didn't feel like it had just been on vacation for a month Hmm. i think our brains are really tight they're going a million directions it just hypnotherapy for me just allowed my brain to rest for, for 45 minutes and people, I came out of there like a shotgun, like, like a bullet out of a gun, like, woohoo. Like, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it just let my brain rest. So, um, you know, I'm Is that something you're doing consistently? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And and I also, oh, I think this is the kind of stuff that again, my parents' generation would have been like wagging their finger at, but, 
uh, Delta Eight marijuana mushrooms. Ayahuasca. I'm not going far <laughs> on all this. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about trendy. I'm right. talking about treating yourself mm-hmm. and and chilling out. And um, I told you guys, I got and during the middle of the pandemic, I got rear-ended on the interstate, and then I had a massive panic attack, um, which is where a lot of this came from. I was in between two semis going 80, coming home from Rabin County, which is where my parents live now. And thank God I was able to get to the side, but I it makes me sleepy. It mm-hmm. like makes my eye. It's trying to force my eyes closed. I, I do not going Whoa. eighty in between semis. Wow! And I limped home going fifteen miles an hour. Um, and at that moment, I realized I started sharing that with people, and they said you had a panic attack. And when you grow up in kind of a blue collar household, and it's like rub some dirt on it, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's weenie and that's right. soft and just push through it, right? No, like your brain's chemically changing. Um, there was nothing I could do about it. I, I couldn't outmuscle it. I, I couldn't outwit it. Um, and so that's, this is two, two and a half years ago. I stopped driving for a year. Like I stopped driving because I was worried about what would happen. And it mm-hmm. was, it was terrifying. I would find myself walking down grocery aisles and seeing bottles collapsing on me. So, Anyway, I could go on and on, but uh, when I think the pandemic, the thought of losing a business, you know, um, new relationships, a new baby coming, my brain just reached a point where it was like overload. And that's what happens, I, I reckon, with like panic attacks and anxiety. So, fellas, I've been trying to like cope learn how to work through it when I feel them coming on. And actually I, I spoke to, um, Buckhead church had me, I spoke to a huge room full of people and I broke down on stage and I still didn't really know what it was, but I ended up getting on one knee cause it, it forces you to fight or flight hmm. and there ain't nowhere to go <laughs> except just run off, you know, yeah. like the old cane. Um, uh, so I'm I'm on a new journey right now, trying to understand you know m- mental health, emotional health, and I I, I got to be honest, I think the last two and a half years have scarred a lot of us. And again, that's that's not soft or weak. It's it's like like let's figure out a way to get better. Does that make sense to you guys? Does yeah. it resonate? Have y'all Absol- been fighting any of this? No. Well, it's just so cool. I think to hear from you about that stuff because I think when people think of you know business owner, CEO quarterback football guy tough you know beard that i could never have mm-hmm. like nobody thinks that's the guy that's going to be vulnerable and that's the guy that's going to really try to figure out who he is through these things that in the past you know men have looked down upon as kind of like you said weenie so it's amazing that that's part of your message because you're uniquely in a position to give it i think in the way that other guys can't you have to have a growth mindset and um in, in order to say yes and to not say I know all the answers. And, you know, that doesn't mean that all the things I'm saying are right. I'm just saying uh, having a growth mindset to, I call it the garlic moment, okay? This is going to be ridiculous, so stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm still trying to figure it out how to articulate yeah. this. but Sounds like a horror movie, the yeah, garlic moment. You guys are going to brand everything I say. Everything's going to end up on... <laughs> T-shirt, right? Dating app. Let yeah. us know. Let us know next time you need a marketing brainstorm. <laughs> the garlic moment for me it, it just encapsulates a, a growth mindset, and that is the person that grew up in small town USA that is like, 
man, this they have they have raw garlic. It's in a salad dressing, and they say, man, it, it sticks to the roof of my mouth, or it tastes weird, it tastes funny, and it's funny to think about for those of you who eat garlic and love it. But this happens, and the garlic moment is either their their life will never be the same in a good way and garlic will be a, become a part of their life and they'll be better for it because it's good for you. Yeah, it makes your breast stink, but it's an amazing ingredient and it's healthy and I can't get enough of it. Or they say no and they close their mind to it and they miss out on a lifetime of flavor. Hmm. And that sounds ridiculous, but that is my version of leaning into once I realized that my brain was a little bit broken, um, I need to. I, I I I move into growth mindset and problem solving mode, and I, thank God I, I it just it doesn't bother me to be uh, uh, big and 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 macho. It, it it doesn't bother me to 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 show weakness. It doesn't bother me to um, show that I need help. It doesn't bother me to ask for help. And um, I don't know that, that that there feels like there's strength in there somewhere in that narrative. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. That's, I've been on a similar journey, yeah. um, with some hereditary issues that have freaked me out. Once I started feeling, you know, some depression, anxiety, we all like got that. the stuff. Yeah. So then I was like, I got to get this figured out. So nothing terrible happens. Um, yeah. So therapy, float therapy, tried that. That was my only like semi, what's that? Like, like a deprivation, deprivation tank where you float for an hour and incredibly Salt salty water. water. Have you seen this? You know this? No. Oh wow. Okay. It's interesting. It, it, uh, what did it do? <laughs> I, I know what it did. <laughs> you know it's like a he got this out is of, like a he, tank from Star Wars. Yeah, that you go in a room as a yeah, shower. Exactly. And it, it's yeah. It's like the Zen music going on. Right. Um, you're supposed to go and clear your mind. I can't do that. I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So I go in there, and this is after a breakup. There's some like depression issues that I'm dealing with the first time. Go in there. So there's one lady working in there. It's just me and her in this whole place. I do that for an hour. My it's wild because I'm like, has it been ten minutes or is the hour up? You just had no reference. Yeah. So my brain's going a million it's like miles Vegas. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. They pump oxygen in there. It's crazy. Um. So I get out of there, and <laughs> I, I walk out of the lobby, and she's like, "How was it? Are you, is your mind clear?" I was like, "I have to text my ex girlfriend." And she's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> she's no. like, "No." A lot of people say that, but yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. it. And then I did. Yeah. You did? Uh, I did, yeah. And that, that was an on and off thing for like three years after that. Bad. <laughs> Actually, not a great advertisement. See, it's a process. I'm learning. That's funny. That's funny. It had the exact opposite impact. Uh, yeah, that's because I didn't have the tools to Or really, maybe it like, showed you mind. that there was something unresolved. Yeah, and yeah. it's I, I think I jumped a few steps to get there. So <laughs> yeah, don't, I, don't start like, with sensory deprivation. Maybe it is like skipping way. Delta Eight and weed and going to ayahuasca retreats and then being like, I am a completely <laughs> different human being in a bad way. You know, yeah. build up. I, I, I just to put a bow on because I, I, I do want to share one other thing that it's cliche, but working out and going to church for me personally is never a bad decision. Working out and going to church, you know, for, again, me personally, I'm not telling people what they should do, but to sweat and to move, it just, I know it's cliche, but I just hardly ever regret it. Um, And those, that's hard, especially when you're, when you're really busy and you got a million things going on. And I'm sure there are people on podcasts right now talking about this exact thing. Um, But in, in particular, I want to share something because I talked about 
the coffee talk with studs talked about <laughs> weed talked about you know therapy and destroying stigmas and but uh i forgot one of my favorite answers which is walks and again it's just gonna sound so damn sissy um but going on walks may have saved my life it's it's in in particular in, ja in japan they call it tree bathing but like that in Hazelhurst, they just call it walking in the woods. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's, it's sexier in Japan. It's less but, romantic, yeah. Uh, going on walks, you know, uh, is, I find, the number one thing. And it could be slow. It could be fast. It could, it could be shirtless. It could be, you know, with a weight vest on. But going on walks is the single most um, uh, inspiring, uh, clarity-offering um things that I've ever done in my life. And usually when I'm on a walk or I get done with a walk, I can't get the, the, the notes out of my head fast enough. Hmm. That's how, that's how many ideas are pouring. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it probably sounds silly, but you know, just pushing people to, to, to go on an intentional walk for 30 minutes, I guarantee you'll feel better. Yeah. That's been huge for me this Have you year. Done it? I, then I went to Spain for two weeks and walked 120 miles. Well, that's different. I, yeah, it is different, yeah. but it was that because I was loving walking and spending that time just thinking. So I was like, let's do that. Because you started walking miles 10. a day to prepare, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. even today, I walked five miles just to get out there, yeah, be creative, um, listen to something. It kind of gets my brain going. And it's been huge. Huge. Great. Yeah. I need to do that more because I only ever walk with our dog, but he gets tired before I'm ready to be done walking. <laughs> yeah, I think he has different goals than you. He does. <laughs> yeah, he's stopping me all the time to smell He's stuff. not writing any notes in his phone afterwards. Yeah. I but mean, um, but it, I, totally therapeutic and something anyone can do. It's yeah. free no matter where you live, yeah. with the exception of dangerous areas, I guess. But like <laughs> going on walks is like, it sounds so simple, but it also makes so much sense. Even if you don't do it, you're like, yeah, that probably would be healthy. Yeah. Like, how could it not be? It, it, it's good for your body. But I, in particular, you talk about combating like brain issues or like stress or anxiety. Dude, it's just hard not to feel better if you're breathing fresh oxygen it's, it's hard not to feel better if you interact with a couple people and just the way life comes at you, you it, it just makes you change your perspective and whatever you're feeling sorry for yourself about um uh, anyway i'm a i'm a champion for walking and put that on a t-shirt there you go come on <laughs> do you see me making notes over here every time you cuss <laughs> yeah aaron's got my bad homework <laughs> all good my bad to the mothers it's great to your two mothers <laughs> no but you, you sorry, recommended people go mouth. to church so that covers everything bam true. yeah you're good i covered it yeah my mom's gonna be fine okay solid uh, <laughs> yeah ayahuasca church cancels all of it out <laughs> nice covers yeah. all the sins nice uh well, let's wrap it up. Um, we have, how can people follow you? Do you want them to follow you, the restaurant, both? What? How can people stay connected with you? Um, I am not a big fan, personally, of social media. Um, I'm rarely on there uh, for a bunch of reasons. And now that I have a young little baby, um, other than wanting to share him, I, I try to be on there less and less and less. Um I'm hoping that the that my own personal brand, whatever the heck that means, I'm trying to figure that out. I need some notes from you, Aaron. Cool, cool. Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to pursue maybe shake yourself awake. Uh, maybe there's a nonprofit in the future. Um, maybe we're pushing people on growth mindsets. Maybe we're offering free enneagram tests for 
anybody who wants to take it. Um, that's me personally. Um, from the business standpoint, <clears throat> watch your gusto on Instagram. We're, we're starting to gain a little momentum there, play the game. Um, and our website is whatyourgusto.com. Um, and so I think our website and our Instagram pages are probably, probably the best places to figure out if you're curious about the brand and what, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And if you're around Atlanta, go get you some. Yeah. You'll probably see us there. It's true. (laughs) Good place. And maybe Nate. Yeah. Who knows? At the register. Could be. Um, last question. What's your email sign off? What do you put right before your name in an email? Do you put with gusto? I should. That could be good. Yeah, you should. It's on a T right Exclamation point. Let me see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is that just kind of like with gratitude, but with with my own version. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, emphatically. That kind of means the same, right? Yeah, with gusto. Uh, we ask everyone this, but yeah. this feels like the most. What do you usually? Obvious. Yeah. What What do you usually get? What have you been Go getting? Best. We get, we try to find. We've some, some funny cringy ones. Christian ones like between Aslan's paws. Yeah, and in his loving grip. <laughs> in his loving grip. Uh, Strong. Uh, you have five days. An ultimatum. <laughs> You know, you can get as creative as you want with it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an interesting question. Actually, I don't, I think it just says thank you or or it doesn't say anything, honestly. Um, there's there's one that, it, I'm probably going to piss some people off with this one. I have never, Let her but rip. I think this it's is the end what of the podcast. Are, no one listens this far. We're going to cut this into the beginning of the episode. Okay, yeah, <laughs> this is what you're reaching for. Best regards has just always felt a little much mm-hmm. for me. Little heavy, yeah. Sure. No one talks like that, and yeah, no one says that. Nobody says that. Yeah, yeah. warm, warm Warmer. might be. I don't like worse. warm. Warm regards. Yeah, who says warm in that context? Hugs and kisses. Warm as opposed to what? Like the warmest, borderline hot regards. Hot for you. Hot regards. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, I don't think I, I don't have a standard. I will think through, you know, with gusto or live live with gusto or yeah. m- maybe a little inspiration there. But. Shake yourself awake feels rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little strong, yeah. you know. It's like who is this son yeah. of a gun? Yeah. You know? like emailing your accountant. Yeah. I, shake I, yourself awake. <laughs> I've str- I've struggled with the notion of shake yourself awake being like you know, it being too telly or too judgmental or what do you mean? I am awake. I am awake, but I'm gonna try to own it, just because even if you are like you, always pushing yourself. You can to, get a waker, you know. You could just woker. Say, get woker. woke. Get woke. That will be good. That won't be confused for anything. Has anybody ever done that before? I've not heard it. That's that's really modern. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Alex Jones has that book out there. <laughs> woke yourself up with gusto. I'm gonna think about it. Thank you, Andrew. All right, there you go. Well, that's just part of what we can offer you um, when it comes to advice about your successful business. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for being here. Uh, it was an with, honor. Pleasure. With gusto. With gusto. Bye. No.